once again the hand clap for synchronization. <laughs> this is the Frank and Friends show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Happy Halloween. Happy I Halloween. Yeah. I hope this is coming out on October 31st. Perfect. That's my I wore an orange shirt-ish. Peach, something I mean, called I peach. Have, I call it orange. Yeah, I mean, I have orange in my ring. So my plan is for this one to come out on Halloween day. And uh, I, my, I guess I can keep some of the fall decor, though, through Thanksgiving is the Absolutely. plan. Absolutely. You're yeah. right with that? I, I'm okay with it. Okay. Thank you for asking. All right. I do appreciate that. Well, anyway, uh, the hand clap for synchronization <laughs> saved my tail uh, last time you were here. It did, yeah. I liked that you kept the yawn and. and oh, there. at the beginning of the yeah, episode? At the beginning of the episode, yeah. Well, that was nice. normally I would cut that out, <laughs> as I have with all your other yawns. <laughs> But no, that one was timed so, and because I, I realized, as you could tell by watching so late into the episode, that um, I had made a mistake audio-wise, which I believe... We're good I, today. I hope yeah, the audio is working. We did a whole checklist. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. So, um, if I did it right, um, fingers crossed, but I wanted to leave in last time the hand clap for synchronization so that it might apologize in a way or at least explain why things sounded a little different while right. we're using the fuzzy shotgun mic instead of the lavaliers that makes sense so yeah. that's why i left in the yawn yeah. because it also just it, it just i don't know plus it took, it, some, it took some of the heat off me <laughs> <laughs> thank you I mean, i've been yawning quite a lot recently you've been actually. busy then. yeah you've been traveling you've know. been you've been working you've been putting on pint-sized operas you've been putting on full-sized operas you've been putting on quart-sized <laughs> all sizes pint-sized yeah, yeah. <laughs> every starbucks size opera that oh you my can gosh so yeah. what have you been, been doing traveling. i mean it's feel like yeah. i just saw you but then it hasn't been just saw you i know been busy so i've been working with the uh Sorangelicas over at ut opera theater yeah um, they're doing Sorangelica and the medium coming up in november at some point and James, not the large the medium. This is the medium. Yeah, so it's you the can, medium show. You, you and your husband both referred to uh, the medium as if I would know what it was, because I'm not opera enough. I'm, I'm, you know how opera I am? From hanging around with you. Okay. So if you haven't already told me about it, then I probably don't, don't know, know about it. Yeah. Well, I was in the medium during the pandemic. Okay, I was in an extra large opera. during the pandemic. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> where where was I cut you off you were in the medium where in New Orleans oh. at New Orleans Opera oh, oh, they oh. did a film version of it and James directed it and he's also oh, okay. directed this production um I guess 10 James is her years. husband in case you forgot oh yeah James Marvel yeah yeah and and <laughs> he, he directed it but he also I saw something somebody posted on Facebook that years ago he directed it in Knoxville and it's That's kind of right. a, a return first time he's done it in Knoxville in years yes correct. okay yeah about a decade I think it was one of the first wow. shows that he he did when he was in town here fancy I know with on a double bill with Swarangelica oh yeah both productions are about an hour now here's what I know from opera from Catherine there's a thing called called the Tritico. Yes. It's by Puccini. Yes. There's three operas in it. Yes. And most of them are good. All three of them are All, good. Well, I've seen two. Okay. And I'm going to see the third when you produce it in June. That's right. Um, and the two that I've seen, the Swore Angelica, which is about a nun. It's kind of sad. And then Johnny Skiki, which is about a dead guy in a cabinet, which is hilarious. Yes. But I would like to play the dead guy in a cabinet <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. I don't when know. We, how when we do it at Marvel City Opera. When? You can when? Be, when? 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 You can be the dead guy. Okay. Yes. I'm at, it, by the time you get around to it, I might be actually dead. Can we use your corpse? Hmm. <laughs> 
Well, I do hope to be exhumed. Okay. So probably. Okay. Anyway, and then the third one um, is the cloak. How do you pronounce it? Tobaro. And that's going to be in June on the barge in Teleco. Yes. I was talking you up when I was down that way uh, to some of the people who live in Teleco, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Nice. Um, all right. So back to Swarangelica. They're doing it at University of Tennessee along with the medium. Your husband is directing both shows, but you, as an experienced star of Swarangelica, yes. in fact, that's, we've got an old video before we even did any of this nonsense of. Um, I came over and did a rather lengthy yeah, Facebook interview. Live mm -hmm. at, and it was fun. We had a lot of fun. We did have a good All time. All those nuns talked to me. Yeah. All those uh, singers disguised as nuns. <laughs> and Brandon Gibson and I wore the same shirt. Yes. Oh my gosh. That was a, that was a, that was a good day. Quite a day. Yeah. We, we took day. over the St. John's uh, Cathedral Courtyard for our production, mm -hmm. and all of the nuns were just inhabiting the space. <laughs> ah, I get it. See, because <laughs> nuns wear habits. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> So yeah, so James, because he's working on a double bill, you can't direct both shows at the same time, Naturally. right? So he has already staged Swarangelica and then was working on the medium. Oh, so the so this cast of the one goes and works with you while he's working with the cast Correct. of the other. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some sort of working as their the Swarangelica dramatic coach. Yeah, the consultant. The consultant. There's probably a Latin word for that that would fit right in. Assistant director. Or an Italian word. I can't think of it. Oh, well, I got a chance. My wife and I got a chance to have dinner with your husband and you obviously yeah. um before the knoxville opera production of um Falstaff? which was hilarious yes now was you i think you were james at that night suggested that i make a question about Falstaff for scholars bowl and i did i went right home and uh, wrote it into the show they didn't know it <laughs> they got it <laughs> wrong mean, yeah i'm sure <laughs> it was still in there <laughs> but i was pleased Good. with the way the question turned out this is basically the simple one that you guys suggested which was um you know which opera which verity opera is based on shakespeare's the merry wives of windsor mm -hmm. and then i even threw in an extra clue and is named after the main character oh nice you know that was but, good yeah, yeah that was still fun good um, but that show was hilarious i loved it very much um and also enjoyed going to dinner with all y'all at clancy's uh, nearby because we were having this conversation uh, you had the pint-sized opera at my buddy uh, Marty Vellis's place, which is Fanatic Brewing. How did that go? It was great. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was scared because he wasn't there when we showed up. But because <laughs> Me too. They normally... They I get normally... this desperate text from Catherine. <laughs> We're at the venue. Oh, it's closed. You set this up, you dog. What have you done to me? I'm Catherine Frady. I'm a star. How, How dare, dare you? you? <laughs> Exactly. She didn't actually have to write any of that because the dot, dot, dot told me everything <laughs> I needed to know. <laughs> That's how well I know you. Uh, I love that. That's great. It's all true. Um, <laughs> but it was fabulous. I mean, Marty's great. He yeah. opened up just for us. He's super generous. He's really nice. My wife, Solange. Yeah. I mean, I think they did well, too. I mean, Good. We spent a lot of money drinking. It seemed like drinking. You know, I wanted to go, but I really legitimately did have to work because um, my wife is the is like my boss on Scholar's Bowl. Oh, well, yeah. She's um, the genius behind how making all the questions work. Yeah. So we were working on that well into the night uh, when you had the pint-sized opera because we had, I guess... A show the next day, maybe? I'm, I'm trying to remember how... No, I guess I had done six that day. Okay. So I was dragging a little yeah. and um, trying to conserve, you know, my voice and the energy but still prep the games for the, the next day, the Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, well, um, so I'm glad it went well 
And then we were talking about the idea of needing another venue for right. uh, Marble City Opera, for the pint-sized opera. But we also were talking about where should we go to dinner before um, the, the other show, Falstaff. And I said, why don't we go get sushi? Let's go get to go to Nama sure. because I love sushi. Yeah. And Catherine, again with the dot dot dots, <laughs> says, "How what? dare you?" Yeah, <laughs> that's what the dot 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 says. How dare you? Catherine says, "That sounds nice, but <laughs> perhaps we could go somewhere else." And you suggest a few places. So I look up the price of fish at uh, those restaurants, like twenty. You're like, no, thank you. Twenty-eight dollars. Jeez. Whereas the fish and chips at Clancy's are literally half that. So I thought, well, um, what about Clancy's? I like Clancy's. And I said, and then you told me that you'd been there many times. Yeah, Marble City Opera. I mean, it's one of the only bars that's open late. And uh-huh. so when you have rehearsals till 10 o'clock at night, it's nice to have a place to go and socialize with the cast. So we basically lived there after all Susanna rehearsals. And plus it is next door to the Tennessee Theater. It's right, right there Which in the corner. Nice. Yeah. And I made a reference to, since I knew the owner of uh, Fanatic Brewing, Marty Vellis, that maybe we could meet up with uh, the owners at some point of Clancy's, who we also know. And I made an, after we did the show, I made some stupid joke. I said, hey, maybe we can meet up at Clancy's. You know, I know them too. They're part of the Catholic mafia. And Catherine leaves. And I thought, <laughs> but you, deci- oh. you decided to tell me as you're walking out as the I'm door. walking out the door that so I, like I open the door and I yell after you. Oh, by the way, Catholic Mafia is just a figure of speech. There's, I mean, I'm just kidding that yeah. we know each other from church. I know Marty from church, and I know um, Shandell and Josh, the co-owners of Clancy's, along with Danny Clancy, mm-hmm. um, through church. So I open the door and say, Catholic Mafia is just an expression. And then you. I just, you know, wanted to let everyone know, and you, that I know what the word mafia means. So she's yelling it, <laughs> not at me. She turns, does this with her hands, and yells it down the driveway where the Nice family has come out to play in the yard. And with look their at pumpkins. their And, and yeah. their strange, uh, you know, check pumpkin on their, their, their straw, yeah, their straw mm-hmm. people, pumpkin people. And also, it looks like it was a lesson-changing time at the cello place, because yeah. uh, Ted next door gives cello lessons, and so it's like the busiest time of the day. Yeah, and I just yelled down the street i know what mafia means i'm like catherine <laughs> catherine <laughs> on the mafia may it was just a joke there's no real i'm not t- they're all irish anyway all these people i'm talking about well you know the irish had they irish did. had a really good they, mafia they did yeah, yeah okay yeah. <laughs> so i was uh, chagrined by all that but um we go to clancy's and wouldn't you know it my wife and i get there um as you're we're both we're texting each other mm-hmm. i'm in the parking lot and i'm in the parking lot but I, you probably parked in the the, the one behind the Tennessee Theater. Right. And Jerry and I parked in the one further away because gotcha. even though it's further away, we can get in and get out and we actually could get to Clancy's before you. Faster. Right. Because it's a better parking garage. That's so. In fact, Lori Tucker even calls it Frank's Garage. Which one? The one that's behind? Locust. It's called the Locust Street Garage. It's, okay. um, it's, yeah, it's on the walnut on one side, locust on the other. And so, and I was over here. Yeah, you I mean, you're technically physically closer to the Tennessee Theater, but that garage is just such a hot mess. So it you went to so the one long. that's only like two story and it's kind of short. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about going over there, but that's isn't good. it like mostly for those restaurants that are... Maybe we're talking about a different garage. Yeah, I'll, I'll drive okay. you there. It's yeah. the best garage ever. Okay. Don't tell anyone else. Locust. Yeah. Just, that's okay. our little secret, our little Frank and Friends secret. So, um... I get to we get to Clancy's and we're trying to find a table. It didn't occur to us that there's a Texas A&M game the next day. And it didn't occur to us that there were hundreds. I think I'd say thousands, maybe 
definitely Lakers, hundreds yeah. of Texas A&M fans oh. all over town. Yeah. And you can tell because they're all wearing the Texas A&M yeah, shirts, and, the Aggies, yeah. and it's obvious yeah. they're, they're Texas A&M fans. But they're just swarming right. all over the place. They're so excited to be visiting Knoxville. And I think, who are all these people? I've never been to a downtown on a Friday night before a game before. Right, that's I, true. I, I usually stay home. I go on Tuesday nights downtown, or I go on Thursday nights. Right. Friday night downtown. And... Or I'd go to a Sunday matinee, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, we get into the bar. It's still, it's like packed with it Aggies packed. fans. Packed, packed, packed. So but Jerry works her way. She's a, she's bold. She's Jerry the Brave. She's like, makes a beeline. I'm getting a table to the back, and she's gonna know she's gonna get a table. And some people are kind of in the, like on the cusp of leaving. And basically, Jerry says, "Okay, we're taking your table. <laughs> get out." <laughs> and better, best of all, is the table that was back there was possibly going to be used by the owners of Clancy's, but they didn't need the full space. They're like, Amazing. hey, we can we can shuffle one over here, and now you've got this table of four. And so we sat right next door. So you're telling me you're part of the mafia. No, I'm just saying it was a coincidence. that It's just I, a coincidence. After That's I, how they happen. <laughs> after, after only a mere two hours after I said, oh, maybe oh. we'll meet with the owners of Clancy's, oh. and maybe you can do a pint-sized opera, that they are now sitting, basically, from here, if I just lean over just a slightly, right. and you just lean over that way, just slightly that's about how far away they were right and then we just happen to also be able to get a table from them yeah just a coincidence and now you're going to be able to do pint-sized opera there because we, right. we took care of all that business yeah just a coincidence <laughs> it was not a coincidence. Funny, how, funny how those things work <laughs> yeah it sure would be nice if something you know it would be a shame if something happened to your bar you know you maybe you have a yeah. little opera in here we'll take care of you right. <laughs> it's all good but uh, uh, Jerry and I would crack up every time we get to uh, we talk about Clancy's now because we are thinking instead of our friends who have the Clancy's bar, um, we, she started by, and whenever she makes chili, uh, she wants to have uh, corn chips, like Fritos. Yeah, I love corn chips. Yeah, but Fritos are expensive. Are they? Are they more expensive than regular corn chips? Well, I'm, I'm assuming they're the brand. They're the number one brand. And this is the conversations that my wife and I had. We had a whole chat about snack chips and how I don't care for potato chips don't really care for Doritos. I don't really care for cheese doodles or cheese, so any of these things. But at home, I realized that I would always go for, or at school, the Fritos bag. That was my go-to. Okay. Was I, I was a corn chips guy. And we're at uh, the Aldi, the discount store, and they've got this bag that looks like Fritos. It's got a picture of something that looks like a Frito on it. But you realize that everything is it says Fritos on it except the name. It's Clancy's. They're cl called Clancy's? Right. The house brand of chips and pretzels and potato chips and everything at Aldi is called Clancy's. That's amazing. And we were cracking each other up because instead of saying Fritos, we now call them Clancy's. Clancy's. Even hey. though you get the Fritos? No, no. We get the Clancy's. See that oh. bag right there? Oh, I that I looks like a Frito over. bag. That, no, it's Clancy's. All right. Clancy's. They're, and they taste fantastic. They're delicious. That's they great. taste better or as good as Fritos. So you put them on top of your chili, you know? Nice. So um, we were joking around that we should, I wish there were old-timey, you know, like Fritos had commercials when I was a kid. They can't, you can't even show those commercials. They'd be considered offensive nowadays from uh, the 60s and 70s. But I would love to see an old-time Clancy's commercial like, oh, would you like some Clancy's? Clancy's? How fancy! <laughs> oh, he never gets, he never asked for a second corn chip at home. <laughs> and all these other, you know, old uh, yeah. 1970s Nice. Ad tropes are just cracking us up. That'd be good. Yeah. But, I mean, you like an occasional... You know, I did. I mean, actually, I, I'm kind of sad because you would have been able to see. I literally just took the Fritos because I didn't are have... Are you the, a Fritos girl, too? I like Fritos. I, at the Another airport, thing we have in common. Yeah, at the airport, I picked up a snack to get on the plane, and it was a bag of Fritos. 
No kidding. No kidding. And I didn't I didn't finish them, but I took them I, out. I should my, be able to see them through your, what is that? You got a clear bag policy now? I do. I've got a clear bag. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I guess because you want to go fun. to a show. Well, also, if you want to go to a show, like at the New Orleans Opera, you have to take a clear bag. There, at, are, um, there are some theaters now that you Well, in Knoxville, uh, Thompson Bowling Arena, Neyland Stadium, uh, Knoxville Convention, no, excuse me, not uh, Knoxville Civic Auditorium and Knoxville Civic Coliseum, mm-hmm. all four of those our clear bag policy. That's right. So you might as well have a nice clear bag to take with you. So. I, you know, I put some in the trunk just to, um, from Tennessee Valley Fair had a clear bag policy. Okay. I've got some with a caricature of Dr. Bass on them. Nice. So I've got, I kept, I thought, well, I'll keep one in the trunk in case Jerry doesn't, in case we go someplace and we find out the hard way right. that it's a clear bag, we can just dump her stuff into a Dr. Bass tote. There you go. And carry it in. This is my nice Dr. Bass tote. I do think about that when I'm driving to Scholars Bowl because I, I put my, I've got my TV clothes on, right? So my pants don't always, you know, have a lot of room. Some of are a little tight because <laughs> they're TV pants. <laughs> <laughs> but I put um, uh, my wallet in another Dr. Bass tote bag. But I think, I was thinking, oh, I can't put it in the back seat. What if I get pulled over? What if I need um, to get, I can't, you know, resell the coat, the right. top that I got to get out of the car and get my wallet in the back seat. That's not going to fly. So I've been putting the Dr. Bass tote in the front seat with nice. me. Nice. And I thought, isn't that funny if I, if I do get pulled over and I ever have to show my wallet, I say, excuse me, I'm going to have to get my wallet out of this Dr. William M. Bass Memorial tote bag, not memorial, uh, can, can, whatever it is, uh, promotional tote bag, because he's still alive. Um, <laughs> Just had a birthday. Yeah, and I'm thinking, oh, that, maybe that'll impress the cop. You know? Oh, yeah, uh, that'll be great. I know Dr. Yeah. Bass. Well, I th- you know, I was a little embarrassed as I was putting snacks in for the day, and I was putting them in my clear bag. <laughs> I wish I'd had the Fritos now, because oh, you clearly fancy. really like the fancy Clancy's. I, I will let but... you taste some of the, uh, the Clancy's and see what you think. Okay. You yeah. might switch. I'm saying might, it. It'd save some money. In. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, healthy choices though don't you think for my snacks i'm seeing m&ms peanut m&ms yeah they are the, they have protein right <laughs> of all the m&ms they clearly are the healthiest <laughs> yeah i mean you know <laughs> it's halloween <laughs> happy halloween everyone happy halloween all right let's do speaking of dr bass and things that are dead uh let's do a commercial for bonesos.com don't forget the s thank you mm-hmm. um we have I didn't even mention the Frank and Friends merch. I put that on top so I wouldn't forget. And I'll, what did I do? It wasn't on the checklist. I forgot. We should add it to the checklist. Oh, Jerry told us to explain. You can explain that. Okay, so because of the malfunctioning of the sound last time, yeah. Jerry suggested that we have a checklist. Um, she and said, Frank I, put it all together. I should write a checklist, but don't check it myself because I it. have the co host check the checklist and read off the different things to make sure I've done them all, you know? Yeah, so I think we're all good today, but we did not put on there, remember, Yeah, to do the s- swag. plug the merch. Um, I was at, oh, I have to tell you, this might be a good time to tell you about my Bone Zones presentation at the Von Orr Library. Oh, yeah, please. So, uh, of course, we have the books, the uh, fiction and the nonfiction. You've got Carved in Bone, which is followed by nine more uh, great Dr. Brockton mysteries or thrillers, really. Death's Acre and uh, Beyond the Body Farm are the nonfiction books. Um, I keep holding up the long sleeve t shirt because it's the newest thing in the collection. But when I was at the Von Orr Library, really, we were upstairs in the Von Orr Community Center. And 
um, the Bone Zones team is there. They've got all the books laid out and then all of the merch laid out. So they've got not just this, but they had hanging up like it was like a rock concert. All the different t-shirts hanging oh, nice. up uh, behind. behind. Yeah. Um, and many of them are orange. You know, they've got the still a couple of, I guess they did a reprint of the Dr. Bass still going strong at 90, even though he's now 95. Wow. Um, but lots of other fun ones with caricatures of him as a skeleton or just Cute. pictures, photographs of him holding up the skull like Hamlet. Nice. Uh, all these different t-shirts and then they've got the challenge coins and they've got autographed pictures and they've got the books and the hats and uh yeah it's that, exactly people a lot of people bought hats at the gig nice because i'm looking at it i'm doing the presentation and they're wearing them and i'm seeing several of the women and men had purchased the dr bill bass groupie hats nice so i loved it because it it went first of all it went well i mean if it had stunk up the room that would have we been wouldn't horrible. be talking about it yeah right probably now. wouldn't yeah. talk about it. but um this is kind of a, a, a little bit of a test because the last t two presentations I had done, I was kind of like on standby. Okay. And then when Dr. Bass uh, didn't come to the Rose Glen Literary Festival, I went ahead and did my cremation presentation. But I put it together and I didn't have a slideshow or anything. I just did a verbal presentation and played an audio clip of Dr. Bass talking about cremation. So I thought, well, that worked. For this one, I, they want a history of the body farm. Right. I've got hours of me interviewing Dr. Bass on audio. I'll pull a few more clips of him talking about the origins of the body farm. Nice. You know, I mean, I already know all these stories by heart anyway. I think I told you some of them you last did, time yeah, you were here. Yeah, I was interested. And um, so I've got them in my head, but I've also got Dr. Bass saying them, which gives me a break from talking. Which is nice. So I, so I got out the PowerPoint and I put up a picture of Dr. Bass and me and I inserted audio and I put it all in there and I've got slides and I've got audio clips and I'm, I'm ready to go. Well, we get down I, I am surprised you wanted to not talk, but go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, because I talk so much. <laughs> well, we get down there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, we didn't, weren't able to. Nobody has a projector, so just go without the slides." Meaning not not bone zones, but the um, the folks at the place. At that, the well, place, we, right. we don't need the slides. And I'm thinking, oh no, that's part of my presentation. I've memorized my present. I'm not memorized, but I've built my presentation around whatever the next slide is. Gotcha. I need yeah. this. I need the slides. Right. But Bone Zones had a computer anyway. Sure. So and you could just like look at it. I just put it. it on the podium and, and faced it so that the, the audience could see it. And they were actually were interested because I had the guy decomposing. Nice. So part of that was what they what interested them so much. And we had questions and answers. <laughs> Some of the ladies came up to me and said, that was excellent. Can maybe you can come back next year and do a different show. Oh, that's awesome. Another one said, I would like you to have, come, have you come over to my place in Teleco, which is nearby in Valnor, uh, Teleco and do this presentation for the whatever guild. Mm -hmm. I don't know what guild mm -hmm. it is. Somebody, friends of somebody's. Teleco Village Guild or something. So I'm excited about that, going back and doing the, the body farm presentation at Teleco, you know, because I get paid for this, right? They're going to they're gonna hire yeah, me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they can go call bonezones.com, don't forget the S, and hire me to come do a, a presentation in, to, as a tribute to Dr. Bass, talking about his life and his work and slides of his career. I'm not trying to impersonate him. Although when I did get a little wordy and off topic, the people at Bone Zone started, I said, okay, Dr. Bass. <laughs> <laughs> well, the most interesting question I think I got of the night was this one lady who mentioned um, that she'd gone to a funeral in Chicago. She said, 
and I went, she said, and of course she starts talking, she says, yeah, I went to the, there was this uh, funeral and they died in Florida and they had a visitation there and they brought it back to, I guess, how did she say it? So they brought the casket back to Chicago and I said, oh, Chicago, I never would have guessed. <laughs> and she says that the person, the dead person, their ear had turned kind of, it was kind of gray. Was that from them opening and closing the casket so many times in Florida and in oh, Chicago? I said, no. I said, this, that sounds like they just did a bad job on the makeup. You should probably ask for a rebate. Right. <laughs> Maybe get a discount on for your next, next one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> so anyway, a uh, great time uh, for the Friends of the Von Orr Library at the Von Orr Community Center. And they, I, they had set up so many chairs when we got there. I'm like, they don't need all these chairs. Did they pack it out? Yeah. That's awesome. I thought I thought they set up too many chairs, but they knew what they were doing. They do. They yeah. knew how many people were coming. People always come. I mean, you have to get your tickets early when you're yeah. going to go to one of those And it was also events. a um, uh, the annual meeting. Okay. So they elected their officers. Nice. So they, they, I guess they figured this is a good way to make sure people come to the annual meeting is we'll talk about dead people. You know, that's how I tried to get people to go to our board meeting for pint-sized Well, you need to talk about cremation because that was the audible gasp. You know... All right. I'll tell you the audible gasp that happened in the thing, and then um, we'll talk about our meeting. Yeah. Was someone asked me about? Oh, the same lady. She says the same lady from Chicago. She says the under the undertaker, the funeral director, told me that you can't scatter the ashes of a person who's been embalmed. <laughs> oh, really? I said, no, that's bogus. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but that someone told her that. Okay. I said, look, when they when they cremate you, everything burns. They cremate right. embalmed people. They cremate unembalmed people. They cremate you in a body bag. They cremate you naked. They cremate you with clothes. They can cremate you in a cardboard box, a wooden casket. Everything burns except your skeleton. When they open the door, there's a recognizable human skeleton in there. And everyone goes, <gasps> Oh my gosh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that either? No. I guess I've been to the crematory, so I know this. What do they do with the skeleton? Well, they break it up and they get a, take a rake oh and they stick it in there. And they, the skull usually explodes during the burning process. So it it's cracks in half or into three pieces. But the, the ribs are recognizable, the arm bones are recognizable, the leg bones are recognizable. So they're all brittle. So they put a rake in there and they go crunch, crunch, crunch and rake it all out. And then it goes to the pulverizer. And now those are the quote unquote ashes are your pulverized bones. That's, thanks for watching everybody. <laughs> Good night. Uh, <laughs> you didn't know that, huh? No, I'm glad you much. do have this Kleenex. <laughs> Is that too much? <laughs> Should I edit that out? No, no, it's great. Oh Lord. Oh. I thought everybody knew Okay, that. no, I didn't. No, because I watch these stupid hmm. shows. Even I love Ozark and all those stupid I think shows. I, I'm going to use this Kleenex though. Where they make bodies disappear <laughs> by just sticking them in the cremation oven. Oh, that's not how it works. No, you still have to deal gotcha. with the skeleton. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Do you get the? Do you end up getting the skeleton then? Oh, that's what the ashes are. The ashes are the skeleton. Yeah. But they have to, like... Pulverize them. Yeah. No, so now it's a new But do you trend. still get, like, all the other ashes, too, mixed in there? There are no other ashes. Oh, okay. It burns so hot. It burns so hot that there's nothing left. Yeah, if you are burned in a wooden Ooh. casket, or okay. the, the corner pieces sometimes stay as embers. Mm -hmm. And so what they'll do is Helen will scrape those out. She'll separate those out. Yeah, so I'm they, only half listening at this point okay. so that I don't like... <laughs> So we don't have to like cut the episode short. <laughs> so uh, speaking of board meetings, <laughs> that's our commercial for phone zones. .com. Don't forget the yes. Best commercial ever. 
The good thing is, I strongly suspect that a fair number of people will fast forward past like I do this the when commercial? I'm watching when I'm watching video podcasts. Yeah. As long as the commercial sponsor, if I've already heard the commercial, I mean, I mean how many VPN commercials or whatever it is can sure, be here? Sure. You know, if I already know the bit, um, I'll just fast forward when the when the graphic sure. along the bottom goes away, I resume watching. So welcome back everybody. <laughs> those of you who did that. If those of you who did that, you might want to go back. Didn't miss and... didn't miss a thing. Just no, carry on, carry on. Nothing nothing at all. <laughs> nothing to see here. <laughs> Oh my! Wow. Okay. <clears throat> I have yes. more things to tell you. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to them. <laughs> I hope you know. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you knew all this. I thought I we really talked about this know. on the show. That's hilarious. <laughs> are you sensitive about dead people? I mean, yeah, a little bit. Then why are you still here? <laughs> We talk about like Sarah Roberto also seems surprised every time when I start working in a when I start I start steering the conversation towards somebody dead and she's like oh here it comes another dead reference I'm like the show is sponsored by Bone Zones <laughs> it's true yes that's and what I'm they, that's doing what an dis- opera about digging up graves that's what we so, discuss you know I should know these I things. even talked about yeah. that in the presentation about oh, your nice. opera specifically about that opera nice. and about the difference between body snatching and grave robbery which is something that your your opera talks about right. Uh, Doctor and the Devils, because uh, grave robbing is a, was a more um, serious crime. You'd get punished more seriously for taking the valuables from a grave. So what they would do is they'd leave the clothes and the jewelry, anything, all that. And just all, take the body. Take the body, because snatching the body was uh, a less of a crime in those in days than stealing the belongings right. of the person. Right. So grave robbing, body snatching. Yeah. So I mentioned that, and I mentioned that you were going to be doing the Verdi opera no, the Puccini, Puccini opera, opera. Mm-hmm. in Teleco because they all live down near there. Nice, nice. I was talking you up. Um, in fact, I, you know, I often talk you up. And the other day, I was over at uh, PBS. We're doing the uh, the Scholars Bowl show, mm-hmm. and the way it worked out is we don't have of the up club. I do two shows over there. I got the Scholars Bowl, which we're currently recording. We're about halfway about halfway through recording the sixty three episodes. So many that we're oh going to do. So I think we're somewhere. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in the mid thirties of episode numbers that we've recorded so far, and they don't even they show them out of sequence, so it's not even the same. Right, but um, they also have also this other show, as you're well aware, the Up Close with Frank Murphy program, because it was two and a half years ago they came to me and said, "Oh, we need a new host for the half hour interview show. Do you think you could do it? Do you know how to interview people?" (laughs) You're like, "Yes." I'm like, "Yeah, I do." They didn't know that though. They didn't. That's interesting. Because I don't. They weren't paying attention that much. Well, I mean, I'm on, ra- I was on radio. radio. I didn't have a TV interview show. I had a sure. radio interview show. Sure. And as you know, I've interviewed you on, on all of the things. Um, so I said, well, I, we can have Catherine Frady come over. Because they said, who do you know? Um, as the first interview. Well, anyway, it's worked out number-wise. It's worked out that the um, October episode with Charlie Daniel, the great Charlie Daniel, um, the cartoonist for the Knoxville News Sentinel that aired mm. last mm-hmm. week. Um, and I hope it's gonna be on the PBS app, you can watch it, it's just a great guy. 93, he's 93, oh, awesome. he'll be 94, I think in December. Nice. Um, that was the 26th episode that I recorded. So that is uh, season one is episodes one through 13. Season two is episodes, you know, I guess 14 through 26. 
And it's so weird to me because season episode 13, the last episode of season one, and the first episode of season two, we recorded on the same night. <laughs> Whoops. It's, it's, no, <laughs> they really do it, funny. Yeah. It's just a numbering thing. It's just 13 yeah. equals a season. Gotcha. It says, yeah. It's just, you know, factory yeah. time. 13 mm-hmm. episodes, that's a season. 13 episodes, that's a season. Mm. Well, um, we're going to be recording more of these shows on November 20th, November 27th, and December 4th, and I'm excited about them. Because I lined up, I think, a pretty good lineup of guests. Okay, good. What you got? Um, well, uh, November 20th is Ron Ledbetter, okay. the former counsel at UT, who um, has written that massive book that we've talked about here right. on the show, so I've got to actually read it. Uh, also, Jason Hardy from Knoxville Opera. I'll record those two. And then the following week, after the Monday after Thanksgiving, I'll record Emily Ann Roberts, okay. the country singer, who's nice. delightful. Nice. And, give me a second. Um, I, Dr. Lynn Parker, whom I don't know, but the, since we shoot the show at UT, their public relations department, we, we went to them and said, do you have anybody that you'd suggest? They sent me a list of names. And one of the ones I picked, I picked a bunch to said, which of these can you get? And the one that came back as a yes is this Dr. Lynn Parker, who's in charge of AI. Oh, or she's like at the AI initiative, or she's the head of the AI department, or whatever it is. And, they, and then they said to me, "Send us a list of questions you want to ask Dr. Parker." I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. Why don't you send me a list of things she can talking points?" Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what to ask. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure I'll it that. out. Right. But I mean, I, I'll certainly will do my research and study. They sent me like two links so far. Okay. Um, and then. For the last episode, I'm interviewing some guy who wrote a book about the Civil War in Frederick, Maryland and Hagerstown. Basically, the, the towns that, was, I guess it's more Antietam, the, uh, the towns that were affected by the Gettysburg soldiers and the Battle of Antietam oh, nice. soldiers. And they, you know, the, the townspeople right. basically got invaded by both armies and they had to put up the soldiers <laughs> in their houses. And it's a fascinating story, so that's going to be that. And then the last one, um, I'm still confirming... So once I have that locked in, but it's nice. December. Anyway, point is, of all of that, that's all behind the scenes TV stuff, is we don't have, we have a, October's Charlie Daniel, we don't have a November episode to play. So they said to me the other day, hey, do you want to, we're going to rerun an older episode of your show. Should we just start back at the beginning? <laughs> okay, so tell us why you did that. Because that would be me. Exactly. Yes. I said, uh, yeah, run the first episode. That'd be great. But then, you know, then maybe pick and choose the ones after that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, start with the first. We don't first. need to run all of them. Yeah, you don't need to run all of them. Just choose the best. So start with the first one. And yeah. then, you know, I mean, the guy, the bear there. guy, the Appalachian bear rescue guy, yeah. he's good. Uh, Dr. Donnie Stedman, who now runs the body farm. You can see more of this, you know, dead people's talk. Yeah, it would be yeah, perfect. Actually, yeah. there's a few, but I was just teasing. But yeah, the yeah. Fr- I said, definitely run Frady's. So nice. if they do it, I have zero control over this. I have no control over when they air these shows. I, you know, I just, right. I just record them and then they and go then into they the, they go into the factory and they get edited and they get produced and all the things happen to them and they make it onto the air. Um, it's supposed to be, I did the calculations. If they run your show again as the November show, it would be the night of November 28th, which is a Tuesday night, really Wednesday, the 29th at midnight. At midnight. But we'll remind you. Yes. So, That'd be fabulous. I'm hoping that they do because I haven't watched it in a while, and it was good. All I remember was your dangling foot. You know, 
So, so you know, it's my tell. You know what they did is they gave me a, a table to hide behind after that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, it was like somewhere in like the end of season one. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of just sitting out here and I'm terrible. Well, those chairs need, were kind of difficult. I need, I need to lose weight. Can you got anything for me? And uh, they said, well, how about a table with a big black tablecloth you can hide behind? I'm like, thank you. And so do both of you sit behind the table now? You kind of. We're sitting at, at the table. At the table, yeah. But the problem is I talk with my hands so much mm. that they mm. keep telling me, keep your hands out of the other person's shot. Gotcha. So it'll be coming like this. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So tell me. (laughs) But it doesn't look, they they can't, you know, it's just a TV trick. It's you're in two dimensions. So it looks like my hands are halfway across the table because when they're shooting over my shoulder, (laughs) it's not actual. It's just the way it looks. Yeah, that's fun. So that's good. Yeah, those chairs were a little high. They were like very tall bar stools. Kind yeah, of. they got some yeah. uh, ones that are a little lower. They're still stools, but they're lower. I think they fit the tables. They oh, made they arranged nice. it all. It's not so. Um, nice. You know, I'm looking forward to it. So I, how lucky am I, right? I get to have. It's pretty awesome. A game show, a show and an interview show. Uh, so, you know. So. And a radio show. And a Frank and Friends show. Oh, I do have to do more radio shows. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all the things. All the shows. You've got a lot. I mean, you've... You're, I've got a lot of shows, like too. You've got yeah. dozens of shows. I know. Well, I guess we can't sit still. I think that's the, the thing that you'll see when you watch the interview with my shaking foot. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm teasing about that. It wasn't that bad. If you're into, if you're into shoes... I mean, more <laughs> yeah. feet. Some people are. That's all I'm, all I'm saying. <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> I was going to go somewhere else and I'm going to stop. Okay. Um, we had a, a fun experience with uh, with missing cell phones. Okay. You've have you ever misplaced your phone? All the time. How do you find it? Well, now I find it because I have this fancy little watch. Oh, find my? That just goes like this. And then I search for that sound oh, around Even if you house. left it on mute. Yeah, even if it is on mute right now. Oh, then I need to see if that'll work on Jerry's phone. I need yeah. to get her a, a newer phone. But if it works on the older model of the phone, then she needs to set that up. Because she's had a couple of times where she's going all over the place trying to figure out her phone. And I'm calling her. Yeah. And it's, it's on, on silent. Right. <laughs> but then it turns out like it's, she's, it's got, uh, we've been working on dinner and it's in the pocket of the apron. Right. Or it's in the, the pocket of the Frankenfriend sweatshirt that she's wearing. It's hanging loose around her. So she doesn't even feel the vibration at that right. point. Right. Right. So so we've had that multiple times where, and then we're telling this to my friend Stacy who, who does my hair, and she's talking about a story of a, she's talking to her husband, and she's on the phone with her husband, and then she's closing up the shop, uh, and they're talking about what to have for dinner, who needs to stop on the way home and get something, and blah, 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 and as she's putting everything away in her bag, she's telling her husband, okay, I just can't find my phone. All right. And he, he's like, I, you're on the phone. No, he doesn't realize it. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, should I text you? I mean, do you mean to call your phone? So they have, it goes on for five minutes. That's amazing. And then they, should they realize, oh, wait. I'm talking on it. Well, you know, I can still lose my phone while I'm talking on it because I use the ear pods. Yes. You know, and so I'll have my phone someplace and and I start walking around and doing whatever I'm doing and talking and multitasking because I can't sit still and I will lose my phone sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, James and I will be on the, especially happens when I'm on the phone with James. Oh, I bet. And I'll be like, okay, well, are you going to hang up? Because I don't know where my phone is. My wife doesn't and doesn't hang up. She'll be talk. She likes to call me for her entire ride home. We talk more as she's driving home from work than when she actually gets it's here. Because yeah. when she gets here, Same. she wants to relax. Sure. So what she'll do though, she wants to finish whatever the point is. So she'll either sit in the car and finish the point. <laughs> 
in the garage. Or, <laughs> more likely, she'll come in and she'll still be talking. And I've got her on speakerphone. So this, this echo starts happening. Nice. And, the, and she's talking and she's hearing herself. And there's a delay. Uh, well, the other day, next door neighbor Nancy rings the doorbell. Mm-hmm. I guess it was a Saturday. And she's and I'm thinking she wants to come in and visit, or she's just gotten back from one of her trips. You know, sometimes she brings us she often brings us a little treat from somewhere. That's especially nice. if I need to watch the cat or take in the garbage, right. take bring the garbage cans back or whatever it is. But she looks kinda serious. Uh oh. Is everything okay, Nancy? She's like, Well, I left my phone at the supermarket and I was wondering, um, if uh, she, she didn't know what to do, she needed to call somebody or something. So she came in, and we're going to call the supermarket and see if they found it. Okay. Um, Good plan. That seems not logical, right? Yeah. But it has been now five hours or four hours since she re- lost it, left it there. She said, "I realized that I had a buggy full of flowers Whatever. or yeah. some big, something big, something large." That she, she says, "I know exactly where I left it. It's in the little." top part of the mini cart you know it's got the cup holders yeah and she left her phone sitting in there and it's like the same color as the cart you know or yeah, whatever it is it just know, it it's, happens it's, it's vanished and she doesn't know where it is so i called the supermarket and it gets some jerk who's like yeah well, we didn't have any phones and eh, forget it uh so i look so nancy's like stressing right now i said nancy i'll drive over there with you oh and she says this is like relaxed it's a little bit relaxed i thought but um, she had her sons had taken the SUV or whatever, so we're gonna end up driving her sports car convertible stick shift. Nice. N- well, <laughs> it sounds fun. It's like the Grand Prix with Nancy. Okay. She's, Nancy, you should drive into the Grand Prix. Is what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. because she also instead of going the main roads that I would go to get to the grocery store. Okay. I mean, I, I don't know the I don't know these back roads like she does. Okay. She's lived here forever, but we're going up this hill and around, and next thing you know, we're, we're like on the side of this mountain and there's a huge a drop off next to me. You felt and, like you were on a roller coaster? I did. Okay. And we're looking out, we're on some mountain above um, Grace Christian Academy. Okay. I said, I've never been here in my life. I mean, I recognize all those places. I'm looking right. down on Carnes. Yeah. There's the stoplight, there's Grace Christian, there's the, you know, all the things, but I've, I've never been on this road in my life. She said, oh, I have a friend who lives up here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, (laughs) fantastic. But she's also wants to desperately get to the grocery store because you know anxiety. So anything I'm saying is just like I'm trying to be calm and soothing and tell some nice relaxing story, you know. But I can't really. Meanwhile, I'm looking around for where the airbag is going to come out, you know. Bracing yourself. <laughs> Just in case. So we get to the grocery store. And now I'm calling on my phone. And we're going up to all of the shopping carts, all the buggies, the, the corrals. So she's working that side of the lot. I'm working this side of the You're lot. Just looking through all of them. I'm like, do you hear anything? And I'll keep calling. It goes to voicemail. Keep calling. It goes to voicemail. Keep calling. It goes to voicemail. And then she says, I think I left it on mute. I'm like, okay. So now we got to need a new plan. Right. So I'm like, all right, well, we've checked the ones out here in the parking lot. Clearly, they've they've taken it in. It's got to be in the store. And I'm thinking we're going to have to go up and down every aisle, stopping oh everybody gosh. who's got a mini cart. Did you find a cell phone? Yeah. So then there's this other kid, and he looks like one of those guys, kids that nobody ever talks to, but okay. he works there. He's got his yeah. name tag on. And he's just kind of, you know, and I said, look, I said, hey, look. Yeah, somebody, my poor friend, you know, she lost her phone in a buggy this afternoon. His eyes light up. He's like, oh, I found it. And he put it in the manager's office. The same manager who told us they didn't, told have, that didn't have any. To, to forget it. This kid, I found, I don't know how, I mean, I was doing the St. Anthony prayer, among others, in the car on the way there. 
<laughs> but the St. Anthony, St. Anthony, please come around. Something is lost and ha- needs go. to be found. Yeah. Um, um, you know, uh, whenever along with the other safe prayers of travel. But uh, we, get, uh, for some reason, I just knew of all the people. I didn't that ask, that kid I didn't ask anybody else. I just look around and I, I zeroed in on this one kid. I don't know how I knew except St. Anthony. And I go to him and I said, my friend lost her phone. And he goes and gets it, and I start calling it again just to make to make sure. I didn't sure. realize there was a picture of the cat on the on phone the cover. case. Yeah. But he holds it up, and there's me calling, <laughs> you know, uh, calling the phone. Nice. So um, found yeah, the phone. Problem solved. Case that's solved. awesome. Well, that's and good. And as we drove back, friend uh, Nancy said, "Well, at least you'll have a story for your podcast." There you go. <laughs> you sure do. And you survived to tell the tale. There you go. No, no need to cremate me yet. <laughs> And rake those bones. Somebody asked me if I wanted to be cremated. I said, actually, I don't. Uh, Or the body farm. And they're like, why not? I said, well, cultural and and religious reasons. Oh, never mind. I don't want to know anymore. It was an interesting crowd in Vonor. Yeah, that sounds like an interesting crowd. So you just want to be in a regular old coffin and in the the ground? Yeah. Um, Especially with the... Well, I think we can talk later about the uh, specific uh, grave liner, the bell-shaped grave liner that I want that keeps you drier. But that's another story for another time. Uh, Our merchandise is fabulous we got the towel the uh it is definitely hoodie season um you can wear mug the hoodie. season for mug all season. of the tea and hot chocolate uh bucket hat season it's all the hats it's all the things it's all the seasons all the seasons it's always a season for frank and friends merchandise so please do go to frankandfriendsshow.com slash store uh, i actually had to go and uh, do a payout because uh, sarah bought not just the bucket hat but she i think she bought a painting and nice. a few other things so nice. i'm happy about That's that awesome. Thank I'm, you, i need to get more mugs uh i need, I need more pint glasses yeah i need a few more things because yeah. it's got to you know we got to maybe set up that'll be nice christmas time christmas is coming thing and uh, also you can get any kind of audio entertainment when you go to audibletrial.com slash show for a free 30-day premium membership and premium memberships include an mp3 download every month which you can bank or you can use and you get one for free during that first trial month frankandfriendshow.com no wait it's audibletrial.com slash show. That's what it is. Just read just read the bottom. I know you're probably fast-forwarding through it anyway, but just read it. You know, I'll make lots of references. <laughs> read the sign. Do I look like a, like a rapper or something? I don't think I look good. Um, <laughs> so do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Freddie, thanks for being here. Appreciate Absolutely. you. And we'll see fun. you again for another one soon. Sounds good. All right. It is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Freddie. And we'll talk to you again next time.